Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello. Welcome to episode 34 of the Autocard Podcast, My Week in Cars, with me, Matt Pryor, and Steve Cropley. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Matthew. How we are you are in a car. Indeed. My in... Week in a car. Do you want to confess to what it is, Range Rover? Uh, yeah, full-fat Range Rover in uh, plug-in hybrid form for a feature coming soon. Pretty plush, isn't it, actually? quite like it. Pretty plush, yeah. yeah. And it's, crucially for me, it's got a three-pin socket in the back, because I was a bit low on juice, but my, my laptop is being powered as we speak. By the car, By fantastic. The car. It's good, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, right, on with the pod. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com, and Nick Baker Malone has done that from Tampa in Florida, no less. Wow. Where he has bought, Steve, a Jeep Wrangler. Oh, <laughs> second, fine man. Fine man. <laughs> Secondhand Sahara Sport X-Trail Edition with all the toys, and we absolutely love it, says Nick. He's running it for the next two years. He's taken the doors off and put them back on, taken off the hard top, fitted a soft top, driven it on many beaches, 1,200 miles over 24 hours, does 20 miles to the gallon, but fuel is only $3.23 a gallon, right, which is not okay. too bad. It's also very cool, and after previously driving an Audi A6 all-road, which I loved, I thought coming back down to the simpleness of the Jeep would be a step too far, but this is a keeper. And uh, Nick is planning to bring one back to the UK when he comes back. Ah, well, cool very thing. interesting. Oh, yeah. well, that's a good piece of info. Yeah, any and every time you see someone else's Wrangler, he says, you're drawn to view what they have done in terms of modifications and personal preferences. What a great machine that only makes you smile every time you drive it. Can't recommend it enough. Good news. Good news, good news. Yeah. Because it is on the Cropley shortlist, I understand. Well, it is, and, and, and furthermore, a man from Stellantis is going to deliver me one next Tuesday so I can have another week in it. Oh, super. Super. I'll give Just you. Try and get I'll you make over sure. The line. He... Try and nudge you over the finish. Oh the mate, finish well the trouble is. Oh god, there's so many things <laughs> in the damn frame. Yeah, fair enough. Right, on with the podcast proper. Over the next half an hour or thereabouts, Steve and I are going to be talking about our respective autocar columns and much more car stuff besides. Uh, which means we're talking sort of the week in cars, basically. The first bit of that is Bista's Sunday scramble of last weekend. Yeah. Such good fun. Mm. Um, they get better at it every time. These people. They're, there's a. Uh, I, I just I just love the place. It uh, it makes you feel so good. The theme, or the, the sort of inside the gate theme this time, was big fat four by fours, which was wasn't nice. But I've got, as you know, I run through these fetishes, and my current fetish, as a result of this meeting, mm. was 
specials, you know, sort of um, cars that are, are bitzers. And there was a most fantastic machine there called the Ballard Special, which was 7.2 litre car with twin engine, twin four cylinder engines in a line. So, so they were, they were sort of developed Model T engines in effect, Model A engines. Um, and um, 7.2 litres, single seater, Registered for the road, no mud guards, no lights, bloody great, you know, just the thing that you you and I would, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you'd never be out of it if you had oh, it in your place. It'd be a daily, daily drive for me. It so would. two four-cylinder engines in line, yep. mated to get on a joint crank or both providing no, no, their just, own just, separate... just sort of nose to tail, down the front, down the, it, it was a, it was a, a, a ladder frame chassis, yeah. you know, sort of... Um, Model T, I guess, or, or extended Model T, with an engine in the in the nose, a little a short drive shaft, literally four inches, and yeah. another engine behind it, and then the combined output of those two driving a gearbox through a, what must a, be a mighty clutch. Must be that's <laughs> extraordinary, and you want to get those engines in line properly, don't you? Because that yeah. that shaft in the middle must be must have a bit of stress if it isn't yeah. perfectly lined up. Yeah. What a great thing. I, don't, I didn't. I didn't see it to my, for my sins. I missed it. Oh, it was because there's too much to see at the scramble, isn't there? There's so much to try and. You make this point. You this 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 week you didn't try and get round everything. Yeah. Because there's just. Actually, there's so I learned this from my missus, who mm. who loves art galleries, and I, even though I may seem like the world's greatest luddite, I occasionally go to these art galleries with her, and the thing she's taught me is never to go and try and see everything. Just oh, go really? there. To, you know, decide that you're going to see a dozen great artworks, see them, get a cup of coffee, and go. Oh, that's interesting. Before it gets yeah, too before hard. it get, before it overloads your head. Yeah. yeah, and it is a good policy. Yeah, but there was another special there, wasn't there? You saw? Oh yeah, this Allard. Oh, that was that was. It it's in effect an, an Allard with a. It had a Lincoln four liter, flathead V8. I don't know if you. you I mean, I'm sure you've heard innumerable flathead V8s, but they have a they have a beautiful you know sort of throbbing noise that that is even better than a than a overhead valve v8 mm. and it was a trial special so it had um you know swing axle uh, you, you know the lotus styled split front axle with a pivot in the middle so the the wheels oh, go up okay. and down and it, yeah. in effect a swing axle front suspension which mm. sounds crude <laughs> and is crude yeah but it worked fine yeah. and and it was just a lovely two seater I could just imagine doing, it was one of those cars you could do all kinds of events. You could do trials, you could do hill climbs, you probably circuit race it if you were prepared to pay for a sensible set of tires. Mm. It was just a lovely old car. Just post-war, I think, 47 or something like that. Have you ever owned a special of that, of that ilk? No, the closest thing I've ever, well, I suppose I, I did have a T, a, a Model T Speedster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was uh, a special, and and I did have a a Lotus Six, which was pretty close to Colin Chapman's last special, if you like. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was chassis number sixty-four of, mm. of a few hundred, mm. and uh, that was great. Yeah. But you've you would rather admire these than own one. Is that the, the well? It's the garaging it as ever, yeah. but but uh, and. Oh, well, I find them really attractive. Yeah, I, I love the idea. Yeah, you know, and I think you do too. Don't yeah, you? I do. I did a. You had one. A, well, I yeah, I tried for TR two with a special body, which was which was cool because it looked like a miniature nineteen thirties Bentley, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was beautifully done because it was made by a film model maker. But it, uh, but I love the idea of 
some of the things you see at like the vintage sports car clubs races you know some of their specials with the sort of gn big you know huge oh, GN and motors and things like just so fabulous. Good. i love those yeah i love that and it's a very friendly car club as well you know? yeah and they just you know they rag the absolute heck out of these cars out of these hundred and 15 year old cars which i think is terrific that they're yeah. prepared to you know give these things the lot the thing i like about them is then they're they're fun but they're not too quick yeah yeah you know you you i just i just don't like arriving to corners too fast these days no i understand <laughs> where you're coming from and but also because they are specials they are the, the originality is less important than yeah. getting them right and getting getting them yeah, you know, as you want, as you can have it as you want it, rather than as the manufacturer. Yeah, this the Allard, is, in fact, has got is made of Allard bits, but but zero provenance. Nobody knows where they came from. You know, yeah. they could have fallen off the back of a truck, but they, yeah. they are Allard bits, but they're not aligned to car number sixty two stroke fourteen. Exactly. You know? And I do, and I like that, and I and that's yeah. how I enjoy cars the best. I think is when I'm not worrying about the provenance and stuff. The the some of the concours events and things like that they i must say they don't do a lot for me for that yeah know, partly for that reason you know somebody going around going oh well actually that would have been a that would yeah. have been a copper bracket back in uh, 1947 it. i just yes think, and well, your, i your, don't care yeah your screw heads are not aligned yeah, and your, i don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't give a you drove home from bista in a citroen ec4x is yeah we talked a little bit a, about this is it ec4 ec4x is that right or is it just c4 EC4. EC4X, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I left it. I think I left off the um, the X. But but it it is the it's the car that um, uh, we talked about briefly. Hmm. Bev and and I just was a bit dismissive of it in a way that I subsequently learned not to be because I thought it was pretty good, very low road noise and and a good ride. I just happened to drive it over some roads that I I find. Uh, difficult and and quite challenging for most suspensions and the car rode it really well in a rather Citroen way and I, mm. I, I suddenly thought to myself crikey I need to be nicer about this car mm. I was still disappointed by the range which was promised at 220 and delivered about 190 if you were careful okay and that and it was a nice day as well wasn't it it's not like it's cold but I mean it has it feels like it's been cold forever, well it was but, it was, but it's not cold, it's not winter winter yeah, no no it was up around the 12s 14s and yeah. I think it I mean, it, it's 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 a choice they make, isn't it? You know, whether, how much battery to put in, and how much, therefore, how much expense and how much weight. Mm. But it wouldn't have suited me, I don't think. Mm. My column finishes this week. We'll briefly touch on mine. It's we've arrived at this uh, this thing they're doing here in Wales. Yeah, I've driven a BMW i7 over this morning, which is a which is um, I charged at home last night set off and it told me I had 300 miles of range and I thought because it's about 100 miles to, to Wales where we are I thought well I'll put in some Instavolt chargers nearby I'll arrive write my column and then move up to the road for yeah. the shoot and as I got closer and closer I realized I'd still arrive at the road with 200 miles of range to, to do stuff yeah and I know most people can cope for most driving and in fact so can I most driving and we do have weird jobs with a smaller battery than that the BMW's got 100 and six kilowatts I think kilowatt hours of which 101 is usable and uh, it is nice to not worry about it to, yeah. to, to know that I can come out here. and I do yeah you know, we do know people whose jobs there are fewer sales reps than there used to be I get that there are fewer people who do you know mega miles all day but there are still some people who want to go somewhere yeah. can't necessarily charge while they're there and then have a big schlep home again and actually the big battery is is really nice 
It's really helpful. Yeah, it is really helpful. Especially when it doesn't impact on the behavior of the car. I've just been driving this very car up and down the road for a, for a story that people will hear about. And uh, along with it, other, well, all of us. Mm. And and it's not a car. You don't. You're not conscious of the the weight at all. It's no. just a. It's just a really nice, comfortable. Must have been a good trip over. Oh, yeah. it's a great trip over. Yeah, I mean, it's got as so many cars are have. It's got quite a lot of onboard tech that is. Sometimes when it's intrusive, it's a. It's slightly difficult to find where to turn it off. But once it's off, I presume it will be off. I got on the uh, A34 near mine this morning and I was, as I was going down, it said, hey. And I thought, what are you haying at me for? Well, <laughs> one, don't call me hey. It said, you, you appear to be on a road where I think assisted driving would be useful. And I'm trying to turn, tell it to stop talking to me at this point. I can't, haven't yet found where to do it because it did it a bit further down the A40 as, as well. Wow. But, you know, but I didn't want assisted driving this no. morning. And I just, so I just need to work out a way to turn that stuff off. But yeah. if you owned it, I'm sure you would. Yeah. It would leave you alone. But yeah, it's, it's totally comfortable, very stable, isolated, quiet. We'll talk a bit more in the second half of the podcast about the audio system and the the, the silence it has. And it's, yeah, I I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, and me it, too. EV power works for luxury vehicles. Does. Because you, you, know, you can have a 300 mile range because you can afford it. It's very quiet. These, these are heavy, big cars anyway. So actually it does work. Yeah. quite well in these machines zero it? vibes it is, yeah. it is lovely isn't it yeah and you know the people who own them tend to have offices where they can charge and homes where they can charge yeah so it's a i can see why it fits a car like that very me easily. too i definitely see the yeah. appeal yeah uh right before we go for a mid podcast break um let's follow up on the jlr news from last week which you touched on again in your column this week well i was just taken with the fact that the wider press thought reckon and i guess they still reckon the story is the demise of the land rover name or the mm. sort of downplaying that we you and i discussed and i thought the story was all about whatever we could glean about the future of jaguar you know the mm. the fact that it's going to be a three model range the first car is going to be a two plus two it's going to happen in 2025 it's going to cost a hon sort of prices based on 100 so probably 150 by the time you've built you've bought the smockets and frippets that you need and um and it seemed to me that that the demise of the land rover name while regrettable wasn't really the story but mm. uh, it was just i was just taken with the with the fact that uh branding means so much to so many so many people but then you you, you know i was just reprising really what what you said about talking to the 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 willy the sorry the um, the jeep boss who who uh, um, sort of said you'd need shooting to if you drop if you jeep. drop jeep out of Wrangler yeah, yeah. I mean I've let's say, you know since we've spoken last week people have people have said look Land Rover said it's not going away the badge will still be on dealerships it will still be on the cars but you know the fundamental point is they say they've got four brands. Yeah. And they don't include it as one of them. No. And yeah. Land Rover, yes, a Land Rover will still be seen and placed everywhere. And okay, fine, you don't need it to say Land Rover, perhaps anywhere on a Range Rover, really. Mm. Maybe maybe you put it on the terrain response bar or something like that. But there are models in that lineup that I do, yes, I don't, I don't. Yeah, the, 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 I was uh, approached by a JLR person at our awards on Tuesday, who read my column about it and wanted to talk out to me at some. Haul you over the coals. Well, I mean, that would be overstating it, but you know. I think, 
I think they were yes they were surprised that the because they thought the story would be they're spending 15 billion pounds on EVs and yeah. so on and so forth but I don't know I mean they, it's a bit of a story of their own making with 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 that you know if you you know it said in it, it's their words it is a house of brands there are four of them Jaguar Land Rover Discovery Defender not sorry yeah. Jaguar Range Rover Discovery Defender yeah. not, not Land, Land Rover not Land yeah. Rover and you know Jeremy McGovern said last week we love Land Rover but yeah. Well, I mean, that butt's doing quite a lot of work there, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. And so I just, you know, look, it, I don't know why they are surprised that that was news. And I don't, and although they are, you know, coming out saying, no, 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 it's not going anywhere. It's too iconic to go anywhere. This is a, this is a, you know, this is something yeah. that they have inflicted on themselves. But I will bet you that, that, uh, that they, there's a step, you know, a step or two back from that. I would think because so. <clears throat> this is a classic policy that was hatched during lockdown. It's a it's a it's a, a result of their not talking to anybody for a long time and doing all lots of internal um, thinking. But, you know, very praiseworthy, I'm sure, and efficient. But the fact of the matter is, the result isn't what they expected. No, no. And and I'd like to know what the answer to the question is. Do you still drive a Land Rover, Matt Pryor? I do still drive a, a Land Rover. <laughs> I've yeah, we've been talking about it at home. Whether it's I, I still don't know whether it says Land Rover or Defender on the front of my Land Rover. Most people who drive Defenders, I think, say I drive a Defender. I think that's probably. Do they? I do think they? that's. I think that's probably true. But I would think most people who drive Discoveries might say, "Oh no, I drive a Land Rover." I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, the short of it is, I, do you think? So if you drew a line from a model, a model line like a Porsche 911 Ford Escort to focus, whatever it might be, if you draw a line through from series Land Rovers through to the Defender and then took the Discovery 1, 2, 3, 4, then Discovery 5 and new Defender, that would, if, that would, if they were all pitched as one continuous model line, would that be, would that work? Would that be fair? I'm just thinking now that the new Defender, I now wonder what a Discovery is for, a Discovery 5 is for Yeah. after that. Well, I think they sort of wonder too, because the, dis the Defender has come along to occupy the territory that the, def <clears throat> the Discovery 5 also occupies in a way. Mm. And as we know, the Discovery 5 hasn't been the success that the 4 and 3 were. Yeah. Um, so, but but I think what they're telling us is that the the next discovery the one after the five will the family orientated one is mm. going to be move away it's going to find its own niche where that actually is i'm not too sure but they no. but they they there there is a bit of a there is a bit of a collision at least you know the you know all that all that brand wheel stuff they do yeah. i think the, the brand wheels slightly collide yeah yeah i think so yeah. Anyway, Steve and I will take a, uh, a quick break and we will be right back. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Hello, welcome back to My Week in Cars, the Autocar podcast with uh, me and Steve. 
you can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com, as well as finding us on all the social channels, or you can find us over at autocar.co.uk, where you can subscribe to the mag on digital or uh, in print, and you can find us in news agents, as we have been every week since 1895. Anyway, if you write to us, um, like Ian Day has, uh, he says, we fled London last summer and are in a new house with a charger so we thought about our options for owning an electric vehicle and settled on the Volkswagen e-up which is a cracker I've driven my mum's petrol car up and down a few times and it's a good one but the e-up is great with an EV with 160 miles of range serves us well for the school run and local trips no gadgets or touch screens if we're doing a long distance we'll use an aging Subaru our plan is that it will be ready for our daughter to learn to drive in in seven years time but I share your worries about small cars in the future mm. yes me too Ian yeah we do worry about that uh, we do. But yeah, E-Up's quite a good, it's a good car, isn't it? That? I think it's a great choice, especially yeah. for the use he's putting it to. Mm. And that that idea of having a, you know, a car that does nearly all of the work because nearly all of the work is short haul, but just having the backup in case you need to go to Land's End, mm. great, yeah. perfect. That's yeah. a, I reckon that's going to be a lot of sensible people's solution. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. It does call into slight question the... Yeah, because then you've, you've, you're committed to running two cars, aren't you? You're committed to the cost of two cars. You are. But I suppose a lot of families are. But there is that space issue yeah. that some people have. You know, you've got the space and the cost of of definitely running two things. But yeah, and a little electric car like that is presumably pretty um, cheap to run. Yeah. Because you get, you don't pay various forms of tax and so on, do you? And, and uh I guess it's the maintenance can't be too bad. No, and if you get an overnight, a cheap overnight energy tariff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I'm running. Uh, I was at the Scramble on Sunday, and I should have mentioned earlier, a Maving RM1 electric motorcycle. I look for it. You, you know, you remember we, we ran into one another at the event? Yes. And I... Uh, um, I could, I could not remember where you, uh, where I, you parked yeah, it. I had I a look for it and I'd I couldn't find it. slightly parked it up a corner because I was on the way in and the starter motor charity give out what they call golden tickets on the right. gate at the ah, Scramble yes, yes. to various so vehicles they pick at random that they like the look of. Yeah. And they let you park on site rather than in the car park. Uh, and as I pulled up, they came over and said, would you like a golden ticket? I said, oh, thanks very much. Said, yeah, that'd be great. And then just as I was about to pull away, it looks like a sort of 1950s cafe racer, I yeah. suppose, the maybe. One of them went, oh, is it electric? I said, yeah, which is cool. Anyway, so I rode into the event, nearly knocked down about half a dozen people because they don't hear it. They don't it makes hear no it. noise at all. <laughs> and uh, anyway, somebody in a high biz said, turn right there, go down, and you'll find somebody else in high biz at the end. But they were off doing something else. I got down to the end, there was nobody there, so I just thought, oh, I'll just park it park it here but it got yeah it got some looks i think got yeah i've seen the pics I, I i love the idea of it and and uh <clears throat> i mean the the case for the electric motorbike is pretty strong it's really strong it? at that at that particularly at that point that price point which is about five six thousand pounds yeah and the it's supposed to be sort of a 125 cc equivalent yeah so it does 45 miles an hour or thereabouts and they say up to 80 miles and the nice thing about that is you're not in this real commuter scooter 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 territory yeah it's a 50 cc territory but you're also they're also not stepping on the toes of sort of sports bikes or tourers which they which the maving people think actually would possibly antagonize some of them yeah and actually i think battery powered big bikes are a 
bit of a struggle unless you're going from home to home yes. because they can't accept charge very quickly because the batteries are small, but they still only have, I think, about 100 mile yeah. range no, or whatever, no, which is not. So it couldn't replace, you know, our Taurus, for example. No. But in this year, I think the Mavic sits in that little sweet spot. Is it heavy? 120 kilos so no very light it's very small it's very it's very low as well actually it's it's a little bike yeah um Sounds i really like it yeah, i think it's really cool i think it's really cool made in coventry with more uk specific components they think than any other bike made in the uk wow really impressive given yeah. it's given they i don't think they can get the batteries from the uk and they can't get the motor from the uk it's still pretty. Oh, I'm keen to cool clock thing. it yeah, we, yeah, when the must, time comes. Yeah, we must have a go. You must have a go. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the Autocar Awards on Tuesday. Yeah, what a day! It was great, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Um, it was a bit of a, a a bit of a vintage one, I think. I mm. mean, we love to do them, don't we? Because um, we're you know we lead a life of 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 well, not perhaps not as much as we used to, but we still lead, lead a life of considerable hospitality. And you meet people who are nice to you and they, they're always on their best behaviour because they don't want you writing nasty things about them and all the rest of it. So we have a good life. And uh, this is our attempt to at least, you know, feed them once and tell them they're doing a good job and mm. particularly to identify the people that we we really rate. And the people who we, we rated this year all came, the, you know, the Duke of Richmond... Lord Bamford, um, Adrian Newey, mm -hmm. uh, Tim Woolmer, the Yasser guy. Uh, they were all, they, you know, um, Andy Wallace, the, the man who's done 300 miles an hour in a Bugatti, 306 miles an hour in a Bugatti. It, it, and the, they were all absolutely delightful. They seemed to be happy to be there, and we yeah. had a good time, didn't we? Yeah, really terrific. Yeah, you really were... Terrific. Um, and it's lovely to hear from yeah, all of them, all of them. And you know, as you say, you get Lord Bamford up there saying... Because he, uh, we gave him the innovation award That's for it. their yeah. hydrogen. Yeah, the hydrogen combustion engine. Yeah. yeah, which is which yeah. is good stuff. And then he says, you know what, you fellas, you car fellas, maybe you maybe you know maybe if we are putting this in, you you'd look at it. And twenty minutes later, Torsten Muller Opfoss, the CEO of Rolls Royce, is on stage going, yeah, maybe we will look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that? had a slightly nerve wracking time, didn't you? Because you had to go and wander around while these people are tucking into the rubber oh, chicken yeah, eating. Yeah. Eat it, and I go in and do the roving microphone thing, which I just, I, I don't. I, I, you did I don't, the thing I, is, mate. It, I told you this before. It was a, it was a really lovely job. It sounded great. You sounded like you'd done it all your life. Well, you're terrific. very comfortable. I still don't. I still don't. Like Martin Brundle says he hates doing the grid walk, yeah, the least yeah. favourite part of his job. But hey, if it's ten minutes out of the year that is slightly nerve-wracking, that's right. Well, I, I can live can, with that. I, I can, can absolutely promise you that on that performance, whenever it was a couple of nights ago, they're going to ask you to do it again. Oh, yeah, but this time, yeah, same time next year. Yeah, terrific. <laughs> um, right, let's talk my column and audio systems. Oh, yeah. I've written about this once or twice before and occasionally get letters about about it from audio, car audio experts going, no, don't be, a, you don't know what you're talking about, which is fine. Okay, I'm I like to be right about stuff if I can, but I am prepared to be wrong on this because there is a, there is an objective stuff, but there is also a subjective stuff. I would prefer to listen to music at home than in the car. And yeah. I've had a few people say to me, oh, I love listening to music in the car because it's the place I can relax and switch off. I go, yeah, I, can't, I, I get that. And car manufacturers put a lot of effort and expense into great car audio. Uh, I did a, I drove a Ferrari Puro Sangway about two months ago and Ferrari brought along some of the engineers from Burmester who make the sound system for that car and they had a room set up at the launch 
and they said look come and sit here sit right here this is the kind of we put speakers here this is what it does to you and blah 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 and i think yeah okay that's all that's all that's all great that is good it's it's impressive you spend a lot of time and effort on it you know exactly where somebody is seated in a car so you can position your speakers and you can tune things knowing exactly to the millimeter where somebody's ears are likely to be but i would still rather listen to something without that you really care 50, about that i care without yeah. 50 decibels of ambient noise yeah yeah and they say yeah because we monitor the noise and we could increase frequencies that match road noise so that you don't lose out and blah blah, blah. but for me, if I was sitting at home and about to listen to music or watch a film or whatever, and there's a washing machine on in the other room, which of us hasn't gone, oh, I'll just close the door so I don't hear the washing machine in the background? Yeah, yeah. Or should we, should we put a dishwasher on? No, do it later. Let's, let's do this first and put it on when we're not around to hear it so that you s listen or watch whatever you're going to do without the excess ambient noise. Yeah. And, and at home, I reckon ambient noise hovers around 30 decibels. We do... I've got a sound meter with us here today because we're doing a sort of luxury car thing. I think on an ambient idling of a car is sort of 30-ish decibels. Home yeah. is probably quieter than that. A Rolls-Royce Phantom at motorway speed makes 60 decibels. Most cars are a lot louder than that. Why do you I want to no introduce idea. that to you? Why do you want this. to introduce that to your listening environment? Well, indeed, yeah. Because I... it's a logarithmic scale, I want to get this right, uh, I'm gonna to have to. I'm gonna to have to open my column again. But, but something like the from 10 decibels to 20 decibels, the sound is 10 times more intense. Yeah. And at 100 decibels, it is a billion times more powerful than at 10 decibels. Goddamn. And anything over prolonged over 70 decibels can damage your hearing. And America, the America's CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, say that city traffic inside a car can run at 85 decibels which they say quotes you may feel very annoyed Gee. and i just and i would you know it i don't know just i've got a inexpensive sound system at home but i would rather sit and listen to that me too than in a car yeah and i don't and i know somebody will say yeah but this is a much better quality it's much more expensive much more expansive i know but it's also you've got the noise to cope with yeah that just really winds me up and i don't i so i'd listen to nothing or audio what, or what do you listen to in cars if anything i do listen to i do i mean i do radio? listen to music but i yeah. listen to the radio yeah i like i'll listen to sport i don't like talk radio i don't like people phoning in and having arguments oh. and winding me up i can't bear yeah. that <laughs> but um quite, and quite often i'll listen to nothing and yeah. then i'll get an hour down the road and think oh i'm, I'm not listening to yeah I'm, well i'm the same radio four extra though for me mm. i you know i love to hear some dopey mystery or other yeah if i'm going on a long trip and and I'd get overcome by a, a, a sudden need to play some composition that's in my head, and mm. I'll play it, and then I'll park it again yeah, and go okay. back. Yeah. But it, it's a sport for me too. I love football commentary. Football commentary is great, and and I I stopped watching football some time ago, but I still like the commentary. Yeah, and cricket commentary, you, I like a lot. You tend to like the people, don't you? Yeah, There's very a bloke much so. on Radio Five called John Murray. I'd love oh, to meet the great. guy. John Murray and Pat Nevin together. Pat Nevin Fantastic. is co-commentator. Brilliant. Absolutely, just first class. Yeah, yeah. first class. That's really yeah, something really to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And I could listen if there was. I listened to the old podcasts. So I listened to Smith and Sniff on the way up this morning. Actually, yeah. and Richard Porter very kindly mentioned us. And uh, yeah, so I listen to that. I don't listen to loads of car stuff because I find it a bit. If it's worse than ours, that's annoying. But if it's better than ours, that's even more even annoying. more annoying. Yeah, yeah um, but uh, yeah, if there was if there were podcasts of every Test match commentary. 
I'll just start at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm with you, mate. I, I, I certainly don't. I, I, I dislike background noise and also the. Yeah, it doesn't seem the appropriate environment. I, you know, but we're probably scuppering uh, the prospects of a thousand advertisers at the moment. Well, maybe yeah. there it is. Yeah, you know. there it is. Yes, they have it. Yes, on. Uh, yeah, not on a totally unrelated note of uh, advertising and stuff. You popped into a dealer the other day. Oh God! How was that? Well, I got annoyed. <laughs> I was just, I was just taken with the idea of because we'd been in the JLR realm a bit. I thought I'd go and look at some used cars, right? Mm. But, and uh, and the car, a car that appeals to me is a is a car nearly new Range Rover Sport. I just like yeah. the size of it. I like the, you know, we're sitting in a full fat Range Rover at the moment. But I I do think their interior and all that. Anyway, I thought this I is would lovely just, in here, isn't it? It is beautiful. It's terrific. Yeah. yeah. I thought I'd just go and see what they were, where they were up to, really. Mm. And so I w arrived at this building, which, as I say, looks it looks like a, a kind of civic centre for a fair sized, you know, a medium city. Mm. And if there was a, if it wasn't a dealership, there'd be some bloke with a chain around his neck wanting to sort of declare it open as a real proper, you know, Taj Mahal. But but uh, I walked inside and said, you know, could I have a stock list, please? And this 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 lady behind, you know, barely looked at me because I was a bit too low for that, and <laughs> and uh, told me that the stock lists don't exist. They were all online. I had a duly walked inside, had a look online. Nobody there except me. Lots of people behind glass staring into laptop screens, but nobody to actually, you know, be nice to you. Mm. I looked online. I couldn't fathom it out. There was a list of used cars, all right, but some of them were in Scotland and some were in Leeds, and none of them were in the Cotswolds. So it so, was the dealer, that dealer group's other, yeah, other yeah. outlets. Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't fathom it out, and I gave up and went down the road. To it. Mm. And I, th we, on the way down the road, I passed a Bentley dealership, and I thought, well, I'll go in there. And a very nice bloke told me what things cost, which confirmed what I knew already. That <laughs> <laughs> they were far, they were well out of my realm, but yeah. at least he was nice to me while he was doing it. Yeah. What chance would you have given of had somebody come out from behind their laptop and glass screen and had a long chat? What chance they might have made a sale? Oh, look, I, I'm I'm such a much improved of uh, the not city, the not coming out, presumably. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. But, but I'm, a, I'm a sort of, um, I am a soft touch. I'm mm. a genuinely, I am a soft touch. I, I, I can be sold to. Mm. I mean, that would still have been out of my league. But, but, uh, I think I'm a, I, I think I'm somebody that, that should be trouble should be taken with because mm. I, I'm, I am persuadable. Mm. Always have been. Yeah. And the thing I like best is customer service. You know, if somebody comes up, bounces up to you and says, gosh, what a, you know, you're making a great decision by coming here because we sell terrific cars. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. I just think, great. Yeah. And we, we hear from so many people. I know so many people who buy a car and they go back. My, my, one of my near neighbors goes back to the same Ford dealership to buy and have her car serviced because she likes it. She doesn't know anything about the cars at all. They're Literally nice to her. Nothing. They're nice to her all the time. Family-owned dealership, and they every time she goes in, they look after her nicely. They they will come and pick her car up, take her in, and you know if if she wants, and or take or she'll go in and they'll take her home. Yeah. And uh, she went in the other day because she had a sort of slipping clutch in a car she's had for a little while, and she bought another one. Yeah, and that was because they're nice to her, you know. Not because she—that's it. She just gets that level of customer service that she just likes it, and just so they just said, "Well, she's I've that I've had this car for a little while. It is starting to, you know, things are starting to wear out. I suppose I could get another one, 
and but because they are nice rather than go anywhere else rather than have a look at yeah. the other local dealers or whatever she has a relationship with them so she just got another yeah just like that i get that and I, that level of customer and, service and there's a, it even important. extends in, in my case and the same with the steering committee is that you you, you don't you know it's not the cheapest car you can buy, but you, but I, I feel, we feel quite happy to know that somebody is making a, a, a sort of sensible profit out of us because that's the way the world has to turn. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, good luck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which brings us pretty much to the end of this week's pod. Talking of sensible profits, you could subscribe to Autocar. <laughs> <laughs> what a what value. What great value. It is good value. It is good value. There's it a is, lot. Of course it is. And yeah. if you get the right... Uh, digital subscription you'd get pretty good access to some of the old back issues too which as we know are very very heavy uh, and so we're saving you structurally as well as uh, enriching you mentally by subscribing to Autocar anyway you can find details autocar.co.uk where there are news and reviews as well you can find us over on YouTube Autocar has a uh, channel with about 805,000 subscribers now and you know regular updates coming on you can find us on podcasts James Disdale and I will be back with some more Autocar Electric podcasts soon um, and uh, I'm going to mention other mags as well we also publish What Car Move Electric <laughs> Classic and Sports Car Car and Accessory Trader mm. Cat Mag doesn't yep. feature cats disappointing <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes and Autocar is available on digital subscription or in print as it has been every week since 1895. Thanks, Steve. See you later, mate. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.